Welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and I'm super excited because we're here for part two of the three-part series with one of my mentors, coaches, and friends, Trevor McGregor. We're diving into topics about goal setting, getting clear, breaking through obstacles, and being able to create the business and investing career that you really, really want and you absolutely need right now. Tons of value here. If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to scroll back and check that out. If you're just joining us, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And without further ado, let's dive right into it. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Let me ask you something. Are you hitting success yet you know that there's another level? Or perhaps you're just getting started. You're trying to put all these pieces together, get your first deal, but something's holding you back. Or maybe you're going through a big change in your career and your life, but for some reason you just can't take the steps you need to know in order to move forward. Well, I've been having a lot of really incredible conversations with people who are in the exact same position as you are, and they've been able to make massive change happen very quickly. Whether that's doubling your income within just a few months, whether that's making some kind of big shift in your life and really unlocking that vision, or perhaps it's just getting clear on what that vision needs to be so that you can really take those steps course, you guys know me, host of the Investor Mindset here, Stephen Pesavento, and high performance coach. I've been working with clients for years, seeing and helping them see major results. And I'd love to set up a call to discover if it's possible to be able to help you with some of those same things. If you are in a position where you want more and you're committed to taking some steps to get there, then I encourage you to head over to investormindset.com slash discover and let me know a little bit more information about you. Set up a call and we'll jump on and we'll walk through a discovery process. Totally complimentary. You'll walk away with a lot of clarity. And if there's some way that I can help serve you, I'll let you know that too. So you can just head over to investormindset.com slash discover. And I look forward to serving you. What are some other beliefs that some of your top clients, some of the best performers in the world carry so we can start outlining and giving people an idea of what are some of those beliefs they might want to adapt or adopt? Well, that's a great, great question. And, and again, it's a combination of beliefs, a combination of values, a combination of rules, a combination of understanding the universal laws, right? Like the law of compensation, you know, or the law of circulation. I mean, if you believe in the law of gravity, which is you jump off the roof of your house, you're going to go down. The laws of compensation, the laws of circulation, the laws of money are no different. I mean, re remember that money is simply a byproduct of the value you add to someone or something. So if you have a belief that, oh, I can't buy real estate, it simply means that you've already made a judgment that I can't add value to someone else in this beautiful arena of real estate. It's just not true, right? You could go find deals. You could fund deals. You could underwrite deals. You could, you know, literally call apartment owners or, 
you know, knock doors if you're looking for single family homes in certain areas where you know the appreciation is going to be powerful. So what I find is the people that have gone out there, Stephen, and have done what's necessary to continue to step up, they first off start with a, I absolutely believe that anything's possible mentality, right? They absolutely clear out any bullshit beliefs or limiting beliefs that they're too old, they're too young, they're too short, they're too tall, they're too black, they're too white, they're too gay, they're too straight. None of that stuff matters. I find that, you know, business and real estate is universally open and available to anyone who's defiantly committed to doing the work that's necessary to get from where they are to where they want to go. So again, as you align your beliefs, you align your values, you make sure that your rules aren't preventing you from or holding you back from moving forward, and you do that stacking, you start to get references, that is feedback of whether stuff is working for you or not. That is our broker seeing you as potential, you know, real people to take down a deal. Our investors, you know, really getting ready to get their checkbook out and sign some money over to you. And some will and some won't. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe that a broker is calling you back or you don't believe an investor is going to write you a check or you don't believe that you could go into a hot market like Atlanta, one of the hottest markets right now, or Florida or South Carolina, North Carolina, hey, I'm doing deals in all of those states with my clients and people that you and I both know. Um, and we're taking down some big stuff. We're taking down some medium-sized stuff, right? Because again, for the committed, there's always a way. But again, if you think that COVID has got you on the back burner or brokers aren't working right now or investors aren't investing, it's going to take a lot longer for you to start realizing your dream. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I think you really gave the listeners and the participants, everyone who's here live, everyone who's listening later on, some really, really powerful beliefs that you guys can start taking on. I hope that you took some notes there and I hope you're going to be able to re review and be able to apply some of these things in your own life. And so when we think about changing beliefs and we've got some really powerful beliefs who are moving in the right direction, one of the things that ends up being a big challenge for people, especially when there's a world of so many opportunities, there's so much possibility and potential directions that people can go. How do you or your clients, and how can we get clear on what direction we are ready to go and really set those priorities to be able to head in that direction? Well, I think the first thing is to know your outcome, right? Are you a multifamily investor? Are you a single family investor? Um, are you doing it alone? Or are you doing it with a partner? Are you going and chasing 17 different markets? Or have you really boiled it down to three? I mean, Stephen, there's fundamentals in this sport of real estate, which is kind of like a sport where it's like football or it's like basketball. You got to know, are you the home team or the away team? Are you going, you know, with the wind or against the wind? And if you don't, you know, start to figure those fundamental things out, it's going to be a lot tougher for you to win the game if you're not knowing how the rules are or what, what arena you're playing in. So I think the very first thing is literally step into what Tony calls his common sense corner. So it's like, let's pretend we're all in a big room and we go over to this corner over here and Tony Robbins is there and he calls it his common sense corner. What are the five simple things that you would need to you know, identify in that common sense corner to finish 2020 strong or to set you up to win in 2021, right? And again, I've listed many of them off. 
Do you know exactly what you're after? What asset class? What's the price per door? Are you going after a 50 unit or a 150 unit or a 500 unit? It's really, really important to remember that clarity is power and that the universe rewards you for specificity. So in your common sense corner, think of some things that, man, you better flush out. And then once you flush out things in your common sense corner, then you start to take a look at, all right, who are the people that can help me move this forward? Is it a broker? Is it a lender? Is it somebody to help you with cost segregation? Is it somebody to help you perform due diligence? Or do you need a really, really savvy property manager, right? Because again, I'm here to tell you that my clients that I currently coach and my clients that I currently invest in and the people that I invest in that aren't clients all know that right success leaves clues. And so as they learn, they grow, they make mistakes, they find ways not to do things, you know, remember all of that is just feedback for them to retool. And so I'm here to tell you that absolutely every single thing that you might think is failure is actually setting you up for maybe avoiding failure on a bigger deal. I'll give you an example. You know, I had a client that literally bought an apartment building that they probably never, ever, ever should have bought. You know, they bought a little bit more on emotion, right, than based on the hard facts. And maybe they skirted some of the due diligence issues that we should never skirt when doing big deals. Absolutely. And it came back to bite them in the ass. So we could sit here and say that they failed or maybe, you know, doing this deal, a $2 million small deal and failing at that prevented them now from making that same big mistake on a $20 million deal. Because I believe that the universe has a sense of humor and that sometimes, you know, we get our ass handed to us at a time where we think it's happening again to us, but I can assure you it's happening for us. Does that make sense? No, no, it totally makes sense. And, it, and I like the way that you shifted that. And that's an example, you guys, of a belief, a belief change you can have, right? From this idea that I failed to, I prevented future failure as a result of this learning. And yep. so by changing that, all of a sudden you keep yourself in a heightened energetic state. You keep yourself with the right kind of energy to be able to move through whatever that failure, that challenge was versus kind of letting yourself kind of be down and not really feeling that great. And kind of feeling bad for yourself. And you guys all know what I'm talking about because you're sometimes here in this energy and maybe your kids are. And But when you bring yourself back up to the energy of somebody who's going to accomplish and do things, you're able to get through and, and work through those kind of challenges and problems. Well, that's it. And think about other people. I mean, oftentimes people feel so lonely when they make a mistake or they think they're the only one that's ever been hard done by or the only one that's ever had this happen to them. It's absolutely not true. You take a look at, you know, the Joe Fairlesses of the world or some of the bigger, you know, operators out there. They've all been through their own journey of fire, just like any other amazing entrepreneur. Take a look at Elon Musk. I mean, having billion dollar space rockets blow up and, you know, SpaceX can't be a fun thing. You know, being a week away from having to close down Tesla because you can't meet payroll, that kind of sucks mm -hmm. too. Richard Branson is another prime example. I mean, I don't know if the listeners know this, but... You know, Richard Branson owns over 500 companies right now. Get your heads around that. Google it. Wow. Just Google how many companies does Richard Branson own? Think about, do you think every one of those companies is operating in harmony and form every day, all day, all year? You know, absolutely not. 
we know that some of them are going up and some of them are going down and some people are, you know, uh, absolutely screwing up right in this very moment. But Richard Branson doesn't let it phase him. He knows that every adversity brings with it the seed of opportunity. So as some, you know, some of those companies go up and some of them come down, right? He doesn't get phased by it. He works on making sure the ones are going up, keep going up. And once he's got that handled, then he goes and works on how to help turn these other ones back up. But again, it all comes back again to your focus, to your identity, to your strategy, and to the standard that you're willing to hold for yourself. And Richard Branson has a very high standard, not just for work, but also for play. Yeah, he really does. I mean, he says this through personal life and everything in between, and that's what you end up seeing with high achievers. And so if you can set a high standard for yourself, you don't have to set it way out there. You set it a little bit higher than you are and you get to it and you a little bit higher and a little bit higher and you can ratchet your way up to be able to live with a high standard and then being able to see major change happen. So what I'm curious about, Trevor, obviously, you know, you've worked with, you know, Olympic athletes, millionaires, billionaires, people from all walks of life. I'm curious, what is your superpower personally? And how do people end up figuring out what their superpower is? I think everyone's got a unique superpower. I think when it comes to mine, and I'm not special, I'm just a guy from Canada, you know, uh, grew up middle class, my dad had two jobs. When we moved into the home um, that my parents first bought when I came home from the hospital, my mom tells me stories of how she had cardboard boxes as end tables for the lamps. I mean, we didn't come from money. But my superpower after, you know, growing up in Canada and traveling the U.S. and knowing that, you know, 95% of my client load are Americans right now. And then I've got some in the U.K. and some in Italy and some in Asia and some in New Zealand and, and obviously Australia is that the superpower that I have tapped into is that I understand that it's really, really, really not the real estate business we're in. It's the relationship business. And I've found that over the years, I'm able to cultivate relationship after relationship, not from a giving or getting energy, but from a giving energy. That is, instead of going to meetups or instead of going to conferences or instead of getting a prospective coaching client on the phone that maybe could pay me money, I always come from a place of how can I add more value to this human being? How can I make a difference in their day? How can I teach them something that whether they sign up for coaching or not, or whether they come into my real estate deal or not, I'm leaving them better off after the conversation than before the conversation started. And I found that, you know, the people that have achieved phenomenal levels of success, yourself included, tend to really sharpen the saw when it comes to people skills. When it comes to understanding, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Understanding that, you know what, uh, you can't just sit in your office and do real estate. You got to go out there and, you know, meet people and, and look at different markets and get on airplanes and, you know, go to different dinners, even though you're tired from the conference and you just want to go back to your hotel room and flop on the bed. Um, that's what average people do. And I'm not average. Steven's not average. And if you guys are listening to us banter, I can guarantee you're not average or you would have shut this thing off by now. So again, at the end of the day, my superpower is really seeing that it's not what you know. Sometimes it's who you know, and it's who you know that you add value to time and time again, where you know that the law of reciprocity, there's another universal law, means that, you know, what you give, you know, there's going to be a direct correlation to somehow, some way it coming back to you. 
And Stephen, I've been blessed with great friends all over this planet, great real estate opportunities, um, just great travel opportunities, because I think that, you know, I'm genuinely interested in what makes people tick. You know, I have a ton of diverse clients, you know, of all different ethnicities. I've gone to stay at some of their houses around the planet. They've come and stayed at my house here overlooking the beautiful ocean in Vancouver, Canada. And we just really, really see each other as equals. I don't feel I'm superior to anyone just because I'm a master coach. I certainly don't profess to know it all. And I operate, you know, for the most part from a fairly humble standpoint. You know, unless I'm trying to do some fancy perceptual positioning or marketing ploy, which is few and far between because what you see is what you get. And I think you know that about me by now. But I really think it comes down to me being fascinated by the human condition. Why do people think and behave the way they do? And I've just had this insatiable appetite to go figure it out so that I could literally do deals and find new partners and meet new friends and travel the world. And at 50 years of age, I turned 50 this summer. I'm pretty happy with how the last, you know, 15, 20 years have gone for me to continue to step up and do that. Does that all resonate with you? It absolutely does. And it's interesting for those of you who haven't met Trevor in person, every time I've spent time with you, Trevor, I've, I've always felt like I'm on the same plane, or at least your view of me is that I'm on the same plane, that there's this humble view, even though I'm looking up to you and so many people are looking up to you because of your wisdom, you're also looking back at us as if we're on the same plane and you're looking to gain wisdom from us in the areas that we're the best at. And so I think that's something that I really want to underline is a beautiful practice that you carry. And I think so many other people want to be able to carry that, but sometimes people get caught up. And I know I've been caught up here at times in my life, that feeling of, well, I need to show that I'm bigger. I need to act uh, a certain way so that people will respect me. But what I've learned, and I think you really portray this very, very clearly and consistently is that when you come from this place of worth and you come from this place of wholeness, that you don't need anybody else to like you or to see you in some elevated state. And what that actually does is it creates a level of authenticity. And that's the reason I think people love working with you is because you're really, really good at what you do. And people know that, but they also connect with you the same way when you meet them on the street as if it's you're in the middle of a deep dinner conversation. Well, thank you, Stephen. That, that warms my heart. And it's absolutely true. You know, I, I don't profess to ever, ever, you know, discount the fact that, yeah, I know a lot about the human condition and mindset and real estate and personal growth. But I'm telling you, there's not one day that goes by that I don't learn something from one of my clients or learn something from you. Or I see, you know, we've got some beautiful friends of mine here on this show. I see KK here. I've learned from KK, right? His son, you guys, is here. And again, I, I, I always believe that, man, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I'm just as much a student as a lot of the people that, you know, claim to be students. We're all students. There's always another level. And you and I have gone over the ladder of success. So when we think about, you know, where are you at in your belief around you not living from a place of ego, but you being like Stephen says, genuine, right? Or authentic would be another good word. Are you poor? Are you good? Are you great? Or are you going to play above the line and be excellent, outstanding, or extraordinary, right? And you don't have to be outstanding or extraordinary, but you damn well better be either at the line or above the line more often than below the line. Because Stephen, there is um, a bullshit meter that people have. And I've really learned this about myself because 
I think, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I wanted to speak and live more from ego, you know, and then I found out that doesn't work very well. So as I threw that away and just started to show up in my authentic tone and my authentic voice, you know, again, believing that I can add value to people, um, it was really then that the floodgates started to open with more opportunity, more abundance, more travel, um, better health, you know, all of those things. And I think that if the world had more of that and people just, you know, saw themselves as brilliant and, and loved themselves and loved real estate and loved adding value, that this world would be in a much, much better place. And it's, it's absolutely available to anyone who is defiantly committed to maybe letting go of that ego and just showing up in their authentic self. Would you agree? I would agree completely. And I want to acknowledge that sometimes that's hard. And every time that we experience that feeling of difficultness or that feeling of resistance, that's an opportunity for ourselves to stop and say, hmm, isn't that interesting? There we go. <laughs> I, uh, where did that feeling come from? Right. And so we can practice some of these things we've been learning over the past few months together by recognizing when we have that feeling and appreciating it, understanding where it comes from and understanding that we can simply move past it. Because well, when we are able to show up in egoless, authentic way, we end up connecting much more deeply. And at the end of the day, when we're talking about business, we care about making money. But at the end of the day, everything comes back to connection because, yeah. you know, the quality of your life is definitely the quality of your relationships. And people are going to want to do business with you if you have a quality relationship. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I think that this whole real estate arena is truly built on relationships. And it's a lot more work up front when you don't know the brokers and you don't have an investor pipeline and you don't have a property manager and you don't have the right insurance agents. But as you, you literally apply yourself and you take extreme ownership, I like that term as well, to get to know the broker, not just from a real estate perspective, get to know the lender, not just his checkbook and his bank balance, get to know the property manager, get to know, you know, the people, you know, where do they live? You know, what sports or hobbies do they have? How many kids do they have? You know, have you ever traveled to, you know, a similar place on this beautiful blue planet? I'm telling you that that's when there is an unspoken, you know, vibration or frequency where people like to do business with people who are like them, right? So the more rapport you build, the more trust, the more camaraderie, I'm telling you that stuff pays in spades. And I've got some very, 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 high level clients right now that have literally told me that the only deal that they got the off market deal that they got was because of the relationship that they formed over two, three years with certain brokers, mm. right? Some mm. people that get favorable terms from lenders, uh, lenders don't usually wake up in the morning and go, how can I give somebody the best deal ever, right? They give the best deal to people that are, you know, defiantly committed and, um, literally know that this is not a, a sprint. This is a marathon. And a lot of people that get into real estate, you know, forget that, Hey, I might know this broker for two, three, five, 10, 20, 30 years or more. Right. I never thought I'd coach Joe Fairless past a six month contract, let alone a year, two, three, five, six, eight, you know, we're going into our ninth year next year. And again, that's not me beating on my chest that I'm a good coach. It's me beating on my chest that Joe is smart enough to understand that it's good to have a secret weapon in your back pocket for times that are tough or when you need a sounding board or when you need a, you know, to work through a mindset issue or a partner issue or an HR issue. I think 
Joe's up to 23 different staff members for Ashcroft mm. and the best ever. So ultimately, as he's grown, his team have grown. And anytime our team grows, there's sure to be some, you know, challenges within. But does that all resonate with you? Yeah, no, it definitely does. Because at the end of the day, it's being able to recognize some of the benefits that actually come along with coaching. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Maybe we can address some of those because I know when I was first getting into real estate, I had this misconception that kind of following the bigger pockets logic that they talked about a lot early on that any kind of coaching, any kind of real estate education is a scam. And I really believe that when I first started and I was super afraid of spending money, I actually looked down on people who spent money on education. And then what really transformed it for me was that I knew I needed to make some rapid change that I wanted to learn some of these things and that I was trading time for knowledge, but I wanted to speed up the process. And then, you know, that first year I went from zero to 75. I got a personal development coach actually through the Tony Robbins organization, which is where you were trained. And that made it revolutionarily changed my life. What a powerful message definitely make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can join us on the next episode to hear part three right here for you we'll see you right over there and uh, thanks for joining us we'll see you guys Oh, thank you for joining for another incredible episode of the investor mindset it's such a joy to be able to share these beliefs these thoughts these ways of living with each and every one of you guys because I just know the power that it can make. And for some of you, for the select few of those people who are truly committed to going after their goals, the people who really believe that there's another level from where they're operating right now, the people who are ready to make change happen rapidly. And even if you're somebody who is stuck, who knows what you need to do, you know exactly the strategy, but for some reason you're not doing it, for those people, there's another option. There's another level that you can reach. And what I've noticed after coaching tons and tons of people through this process is that there's a simple formula. And when you can start to understand how to unlock those pieces within yourself, you'll start to feel more vibrant. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll start to make more money and you'll start to enjoy the process through and through. So if you're somebody who's in a position, you're ready to make change happen, you're ready to invest in yourself, you really believe that the best investment, the truest ROI is investing in yourself because it continues to give back over and over again, then I invite you to schedule a call, share a little bit about yourself and see how we might be able to help serve you with the investor mindset coaching. You can head right over to investormindset.com slash discovery, set up a call and there's an opportunity to serve, I'll be right there with you. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.